Hi, you're listening to Mental Health Allowed by OC87 Recovery Diaries. I'm Editor-in-Chief Gabriel Nathan, encouraging you to sign up for this podcast wherever you listen. And check us out for more mental health recovery stories at oc87recoverydiaries.org. A Pro Golfer Recovers from Bipolar Disorder by Don Wallin. My name is Don Wallin. I'm a retired Canadian PGA golf professional. I'm also a published book author and mental health advocate. I have lived with bipolar disorder since 1989, back when it was referred to manic depression, seasonal affective disorder, SAD, since 1995, and obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD, since 2007. Despite these challenges, I manage very well. I am currently 58 years old, and I'm looking forward to my burgeoning career as an author. I'm hoping other doors will open and that there will be opportunities come my way. While working as a golf pro, I was battling severe bipolar disorder. I was an active member of the Canadian Professional Golfers Association, CPGA, from 1987 to 1995. From 1989 to 1999, I was hospitalized 10 times in psychiatric wards, usually for about six weeks at a time, mostly for full-blown manic episodes. After each one of these episodes, I had very lengthy, severely depressed episodes. In the year 2000, after an extremely difficult decade, I was finally put on the right combination of psychiatric medications, which I still take every day. I have been well ever since. I also made some significant lifestyle changes, which have become extremely important in maintaining my wellness. In the end, My book is a real success story about recovery from a major mood disorder. I want to give hope and inspiration to as many people as possible, especially those living with mental illness, their family, friends, and loved ones. I want to help erase the stigma towards mental illness and help educate the general public towards this extremely important topic, which affects all of us in one way or another. I grew up in the small town of Wetaskiwin, Alberta, in the 1970s. I was a normal young boy. I did well in school, and I loved sports, especially golf and hockey. I started playing golf at age seven. I loved the game right away. I started working in the pro shop at the Wetaskiwin Golf Club when I was only 10. By age 12, I had a seven handicap. It was only a nine-hole course at that time. Three short years later, I had a three handicap. I played my amateur career all over Alberta, both in junior and men's golf tournaments. I had a great start to begin my professional career by becoming a graduate of the world-renowned San Diego Golf Academy, SDGA, in August 1986. I received a diploma in golf operations and management from this prestigious two-year school. Living in Southern California was the best two years of my life. I received a great education, and the lifestyle was awesome. My childhood dream came true when I became a member of the Canadian Professional Golfers Association, CPGA, in the spring of 1987. 
I was employed as a CPGA assistant golf pro at the world-famous Jasper Park Lodge Golf Course in Alberta. In 1989, three years into what was looking like a promising career, I was working at a golf course on Vancouver Island in British Columbia, B.C. Completely out of the blue, I had my first major manic episode. It was like someone flipped a switch in my brain. One minute I was normal. Then within a few minutes, I started this manic behavior. I was started writing like a madman. Looking back, my writing didn't make much sense. My mania kept escalating over the next few days, and I had no sleep during this time. I was drinking at nightclubs and wandering around the downtown streets of Victoria. My mind was going a million miles an hour. For my friends and family, I was missing for three days. On the third day, I was picked up by the police in a park where I was acting extremely bizarre. I was delusional, having false beliefs, and in a state of psychosis, out of touch with reality. I thought I was making a movie about golf and that there were people filming me, even though I couldn't see them. I was acting the part of a golfer, swinging my club, a deflated tire tube, at an invisible golf ball. I was running around and jumping up and down, celebrating my good shots. The police took me to a hospital. This led to me being involuntarily committed to a psychiatric ward. I was diagnosed with having manic depression, bipolar. I was diagnosed after six weeks. My family and I were completely unfamiliar with this mental illness. There's no history of mental illness in my family that we're aware of. My mental illness was likely caused by too much stress, resulting in a chemical imbalance in my brain. From 1990 to 1995, I worked at golf courses in BC and Alberta when I was well enough to do so. In 1992, I received my Class A status with the CPGA, and in 1993, I achieved my goal of becoming employed as a Class A head golf professional. In 1994, I had a full-blown manic episode while working at the golf course. With a full-blown manic episode, I would become delusional and psychotic, out of touch with reality. Some of my symptoms would include increased energy and confidence, racing thoughts, my mind going a million miles an hour, rapid speech, talking really fast, very little and no sleep for days, promiscuity, I would get bold, even reckless with affairs, have flights of ideas, endless ideas coming into my head about business endeavors, along with grandiose thinking, thinking I was the richest, smartest man in the world. I was picked up by the police and put in jail for a couple of hours. Then I was transferred to the hospital and was put in the psychiatric ward for another month and a half. It was the third job I lost because of my mental illness. With the police, I feel like I got really lucky. They picked me up and brought me to the hospital at least six times. I was never handcuffed or treated aggressively and was always treated well. They just seemed to know how to deal with the situation properly. I was always cooperative, so I know this helped my cause. My hospital stays were good and bad. In the state of mania, I had a lot of fun and good times as a patient in the psych ward. There were several nice and intelligent people to talk with. The bad part was having conflicts with some patients and psych nurses who were arrogant or lacked compassion. The worst stays were when I was involuntarily committed and kept in a locked ward. 
I spent the whole time in the smoking room and pacing hallways. It got better when I had some privileges, such as a weekend pass to go out home with family. I would be treated with medication to stop the mania. The antipsychotic medication they gave me was an extremely powerful sedative. I hated the feeling of being so drugged. When I was stable, I would be discharged. In my early teens, my friends and I drank beer almost every weekend. I kept drinking throughout the week and into my 20s. I knew I was drinking too much. As a result, I went on the wagon several times, but always fell off and started drinking again. Finally, at the age of 29, I became very honest with myself and became a self-diagnosed alcoholic. When I was drinking and taking psych medication at the same time, I ended up getting really sick. I quit drinking cold turkey. It was the smartest thing I ever did. Now I've been a recovered alcoholic for 28 years. I love being sober. I'm not religious, but I'm somewhat spiritual. I also think there's a link between mania and spirit. There have been several times when I was in a state of mania that I sensed people's spirits or souls. This was a good positive energy. I also sensed the spirit of God coming from within or through those people. This was a love energy that I found very comforting. On the other hand, I also sensed the presence of the devil coming through others. I never saw the devil as any kind of wicked monster. I just sensed his evil spirit. People would look completely normal to me physically. It seemed like I could sense these spirits in their eyes. It is said that the eyes are the window to the soul. Mostly it was like my psyche was picking up this energy. I thought I was Jesus Christ many times when I was in a state of mania. During my last manic episode in 1999, I thought I was both God and Jesus. I always knew that I was still myself, Don Walleen. My psychiatrist told me that from the 1% of the population who have bipolar disorder, only 2% think they are Jesus when manic, and that only 1% think they are God. Maybe I experienced a rare state of spiritual enlightenment. My behavior wasn't altered because I thought I was God or Jesus. To educate myself and try to make sense of my experiences, I read about 25 books about the spiritual realm, consciousness, the brain, and bipolar disorder. From doing this, I developed my own mania spirit theory. When I discussed this with my psychiatrist, he agreed that there was some real substance to my experiences. My mania spirit theory includes the following symptoms. Increased energy, physically, emotionally, mentally, and psychic ability. Enhancement of one's own senses, including our sixth sense. Heightened awareness, increased perception, elevated state of consciousness, mental telepathy, communicating with spirit. My theory also includes the following spiritual beliefs. There is a universal collective consciousness. We are mind, body, spirit, soul, psyche, and consciousness. Everything in the universe is energy. God and Jesus are in all of us. We are all part of one. God is love. Christ is consciousness. Means becoming one with Christ within us. My bipolar disorder has by far been the biggest challenge out of my three mental illnesses, so I've been focused on this for this article. The worst thing was my depressed episodes, which usually lasted for eight months, and I thought about suicide constantly. 
That doesn't mean that OCD and SAD, seasonal affective disorder, should be ignored. SAD is winter depression caused by a lack of sunshine. I use a SAD light during the winter months that is designed to stimulate sunshine and it's helped me a lot. My OCD is a checking and counting obsession and compulsion. My mind is obsessed with checking things like making sure the stove is off, the doors are locked, and many other things. I count a lot, usually repetitively, one, two, three, one, two, three, over and over. These two mental illnesses have definitely been quite difficult for me for many years and continue to challenge me up to the present time. Even with three mental illnesses, my life is pretty normal. I believe this can apply to anyone. The right medication and lifestyle can do wonders. Keeping the stress in your life as low as possible is crucial. Recovering from severe bipolar disorder and addiction has put me in a great place. If you or someone you know is struggling with thoughts about suicide, please call, text, or chat the Suicide Crisis Lifeline at 988. Don Walline is a retired Canadian PGA golf professional. He's lived with bipolar disorder for over 30 years. He also has OCD and SAD, seasonal affective disorder. Don is the author of a book, The Crazy Golf Pro, My Journey with Bipolar Disorder, where he shares his success story about overcoming a severe mental illness. He lives in West Kelowna, British Columbia, with his common-law wife, Ellen, and their Bernese mountain dog, Stella. Check out Don's website at www.donwalline.com and connect with him on Facebook. You've been listening to Mental Health Allowed by OC87 Recovery Diaries. Sign up for our podcast wherever you listen, and check us out for more mental health recovery stories at oc87recoverydiaries.org. Gee.